Hi sisters, this is Ola Davis and it is the When Marriage Works podcast. It is episode number 69 and I know it's been a while. Ladies, I know it's been a while. I have um, missed a couple of episodes. Um, I'm not sure that came out right. What I meant to say was that I haven't recorded a couple of episodes like you guys have probably looked out for new episode and you didn't get one and it's happened twice i apologize for that ladies <laughs> um yeah i don't know what else to say other than to say i apologize i've just got a lot going on and I keep thinking, I'm going to record an episode and I just don't get around to doing it, which I probably just need to manage my time better or try to record um, episodes well ahead of time. Yeah, so I got that out of the way. Um today's episode i just want to talk about an observation of mine and something that i've come to learn as someone who who's been out of an abusive marriage for two years now so it's been two years since i got out um, it's only been a few months since the divorce got finalized, but, you know, I got separated two years ago. And when I got, um, when I made a decision to get out of the marriage, I followed through by actually getting out and getting separated you know, like, like anyone who's been in that situation would agree. There was a lot of, um, grief on my part. There was a lot of grief. There was a lot of disappointment in myself, in the abuser, you know, the fact that they weren't willing to face their own shortcomings and destructive behaviors for the sake of the marriage the fact that they kept denying that there was even a problem like as far as he was concerned the only problem was that i found problems in our marriage <laughs> um completely denied the abuse completely denied ever treating me badly or being cruel i mean it's hard not to be angry you know so i was kind of angry i was disappointed in him i was angry at myself for letting myself be treated that way for 11 years i was angry i didn't get out sooner because i had actually considered you know, getting out of the marriage in 2019, but then I got hoovered back in because he promised it was going to change, it was going to be better, blah, blah, blah. 
um yeah so i i had a lot of grief and sadness and anger and everything all at the same time and kept wishing oh i wish i had gotten out two years sooner oh i wish i had gotten out at the very first instance of him acting strange or lying about his behavior and you know i would have all these thoughts like oh i could have gotten out sooner blah 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 and whenever i would be in the company of other women that have been in marriages where they suffered eating abuse and i'm strictly talking covert abuse here where the person isn't hitting you and most times they are nice and even okay to be around but they have this consistent pattern of being cruel whenever i would be in the company of those women like in the support group and i would kind of express what i just expressed to you about maybe regretting not leaving the marriage sooner or why i stayed for that long they would say something to me like you should be proud of yourself for getting out like 11 years i mean and these people weren't trying to like minimize my pain or anything because um they were in their own abusive marriage for decades 20 years 25 years some of them married for over 35 years to the same man right so like it took them decades to even be awakened to the fact that what was happening to them wasn't normal so they would try to encourage me and be like oh you should really be proud of yourself that you even figured this out after 10 11 years of marriage because coming to a place where you not only know but you are willing to admit to yourself you're willing to to confront yourself with the truth about your own about the fact that you're married to a covert abuser that is no small thing my dear so i've had on more than one occasion i've had different women that i've had similar experiences that are older been married for longer tell me something to the effect of don't feel bad okay don't feel bad you stayed for as long as 10 years because look at us we stayed for 35 years plus another thing that I have heard from this woman, which is kind of like the same thing, like what I just said, but like just a different variance of it is when, 
when I mention the fact that I have young children and that maybe I'm kind of concerned about how the separation or divorce is going to affect them. You know, what I learned is that when children are younger, it's not, it's easier on them because they haven't learned so much of the abuse compared to older kids or teenagers or young adults. Um, so I did hear that from, from a coach. I think the first time I heard something like that, it was from a coach. And then later on, you know, when I started being a participant in, in support groups for women that have, you know, still married to a COVID abuser or just got divorced from a COVID abuser, they would say something similar to like, you know, this woman that had been, that were married for many years and had, some of them had adult kids, some of them had teenagers, and they would say things like, oh, you're so lucky your kids are still young, you know, and I just think of the irony of that, because when I told some people, friends that oh this is what's going on in my marriage and I'm leaving they would say things like oh even after I would have told them every single thing that I went through and I'm still going through and that this guy is unrepentant and would not take out accountability for anything and even told me that he didn't um that if I you know died by suicide that that was my business and all of that my friends will still look me in the eye and say something like, well, would you still consider staying at least for the sake of the children? And in my mind, I would be like, what the, you know, like the children are part of the reason why I want to leave. Because I don't want to raise them in this toxic environment. So... It was interesting to me that this woman in the support group will say things like, oh, you're so lucky your kids are still young. They haven't, you know, become super accustomed to the abuse. Or, you know, they would say something like, oh, I wish I got out when my kids were still much younger. You know, now it's really tough on them because they don't understand why I want to leave their dad. They don't. Like, some of them don't even um, think there's any abuse going on because that's what they've known all their lives. Now, this is not the experience of 100% of the women. Anyways, I should make that clear. There, there were a few of them that had kids that were that even recognized sometimes before their moms, you know, they had kids like teenagers that would say things to them, to, to their mom, like, why are you still with dad? Like, don't you see how daddy treats you badly? Like for some of those women, 
their own children actually recognized the abuse for what it was before this woman, you know, got awakened to the fact that they were being abused. But though, I mean, in my experience, I mean, this is not like any research was done on this, but I'm just telling you, in my own limited experience, those kind, those were in the minority. I tend to hear a lot more about from women that would tell me that, oh, maybe one of their adult kids or one of their teenagers or whatever has been completely brainwashed by the abusive parent and the child can't really see what's going on or think about it objectively and they think their mom, you know, who is actually the victim in the marriage, they think, oh, mom is just breaking up our family because that's, that's the story they've been fed by the abusive parent. So this woman will tell me, oh, you know, you're so lucky. Your kids are still young. You can, you know, they wouldn't get that kind of brainwashing or whatever. So those are, I mean, I think of this experiences as, you know, they're just, um, what do you call them? Variations of the same core concept that the earlier one is able to get out of an abusive marriage, the better. That's what I've deduced from that. Now, I know that for whatever reasons, some women just aren't able to get out, right? Even though they want out so badly, maybe they have extenuating circumstances, right? And that's, you know, that's totally cool too. Because remember, like I always say, you are the one who has skin in the game. You shouldn't leave because someone wants you to or someone tells you to. You should leave because you want to leave. Okay? You should leave whenever you feel it's the right time for you to leave. You know, just remember that whatever your choices are, you will bear the consequences. So if the choice is to stay you bear whatever consequences comes with that. If the choice is to leave, you bear whatever consequences come with that. If the choice is to stay a bit longer and then leave at some point, you know, whatever the choice is, there's going to be consequences. So, you know, make an informed decision for yourself. I have ne I'm yet to meet... You know, I talk about meeting different women and their experiences and opinions. But, you know, I'm yet to meet a woman that lives an abuse, abusive marriage, that lives a marriage where they are being treated poorly. And then they come and say, oh, I wish I never left. I, That is, I'm telling you, I've, I've met a lot of women I am yet <laughs> to meet that person that regrets it. Now, have I met women that left and maybe 
they struggle financially yeah i'm one of those women okay have i met women that left and they have some kind of struggle if it's not financial then maybe it's their health that they have to battle with because i'm telling you especially for those women that stayed for years and years and years no one comes out of <laughs> an emotionally abusive marriage in a healthy state it just doesn't happen you know when they've stayed for that long, they are leaving the marriage with some chronic illnesses. That's when you know emotional abuse is physical. Okay? I was in, only in it for 11 years. And I'm telling you, I am still being treated for stuff I don't even understand. <laughs> so, if they don't struggle with finances, they struggle with their health struggle with the fact that maybe they lose their old friends because they got a divorce and they have to make new friends or maybe they can no longer attend the church they attend now because nobody everybody looks at them like they're a two-headed monster just because they decided to get safe and get away from an abusive marriage like there's always some kind of price to pay right always some kind of price to pay but i'm yet to meet someone that that said i wish i never left that marriage i wish i had stayed mm -mm, never met one have i met you know people that say things like oh i wonder if i'm ever gonna recover from this health problems yeah you know that happens have I met someone that struggles with making decisions for themselves because of the effect the marriage had on them? Sure. I mean, even the women that maybe are not as financially buoyant as they used to be or at least appear to be while they were married. You know what they say? They don't regret leaving. They say things like, oh, I live in a much smaller home now compared to the mansion that I used to live in when I was married. But I have peace. You know, I live in a tiny apartment now, but it's mine and I have peace. I have the kind of peace I never had living in a big house while I was married. Even something that might sound so fickle or petty, like being able to cook the kind of food they want, is <laughs> something that some of these women are just so happy about. Like, oh, I, I would never be able to. I remember reading um, in a support group where a woman mentioned that Oh, I can cook onions again. Because they were married to this person who would never let them cook onions. Not because he had any kind of allergy. He had no health issues, nothing, like no logical reason why he wouldn't let his wife cook onions other than just to have control over her. 
and now that she's no longer with him she's like oh i can cook all the onions i want now and they just have the sense of freedom <laughs> their life isn't perfect there are things that they probably lost as a result of leaving that marriage but they're like you know what i'll rather have this other life so yeah that's that's the whole episode ladies <laughs> that's just that's what i wanted to share with you that i know um that now this may not be for everybody okay some of you are probably at that stage where you're still like what like maybe you've listened to a bunch of episodes on the podcast and you're just starting to realize that you're indeed being abused and you're still trying to sort out that confusion but for some of you you've known for a while now that you're being abused and you've also known for a while that this person is not going to change but what you don't know for sure is whether you want to leave or stay and you're afraid of what's living is going to look like because you you just have no idea right it's not like you've ever been divorced or separated before and you're just scared um so i think this episode is for those second group of women and letting you know that separation is never easy divorce is never easy it doesn't matter how abusive a person is to you when you're trauma bonded, leaving them is never an easy decision. So what I've done on this episode is to kind of share with you not just my own experience, but what I've heard other women say when they've gone through the grueling experience of divorce and come out on the other side. Even though their life isn't perfect yet. But they've never regretted the decision. So I think that's. That's probably all I can do. Share my experience. And kind of share the experiences of other women. Or the conversations I've had with them. Not really their experiences. So I hope that kind of gives you into an insight. And everybody's experience is different, right? Everybody's experience is different. Everyone's, um, what we perceive as barriers or challenges to being able to, being able to get out of the marriage is going to look different for everybody. Okay. Um, I was listening to one of Natalie Offman's podcasts today. And she said something like, when the pain of staying surpasses the pain of leaving for you, for, for the victim, that's when they tend to make a move. Because staying is painful and leaving is going to be painful as well. But at some point, the pain of staying becomes so unbearable that the pain of leaving doesn't look so bad and i'm gonna leave you with that quote 
I hope you have a wonderful week. As we're heading towards the early days, um, I really wish you have a good one. I know sometimes being in a difficult marriage, the early days can be a source of stress and worry more than it is for the average person. Um, so I'm just going to say, please take good care of yourself. Okay, take good care of you. Take good care of you. Don't people, some people are not going to like you. No matter what you do, no matter what you get them for Christmas or what you don't get them for Christmas. So just break free from that and take care of yourself. I wish you a wonderful week ahead. God bless you.